Sage is fighting the fight. He has fought cities. He has fought counties. Politicians. Naysayers. Hell, he's even fought mayors. Thank you for listening to Sage and the Houseless Movement, a weekly show dedicated to the news and views of the homeless locally and worldwide. And all other things considered homeless? Yes. Broadcasting live from your Alexa device, the Radio Free Network app, iOS, WMBU.org, Many Voices United, and the RadioFreeNetwork.com. And now, from some wooded area in Akron, Ohio, here is Sage the Rage Lewis. Yet again, my intro makes me uh, take a moment and pause. See, I didn't. I don't know if you know this or not, but. Somebody made me that intro. Uh, Christavus, uh, he's the producer of WMVU, and he recorded that intro for me. And I don't think I wrote it for him. I think he wrote it. And it's interesting when somebody writes something for you that, like, you know, they're like, Hey, man, I'm going to write you an intro for your show. And your show is basically just a premise of your life. And the way I see your life is you just fight and fight and fight. You'll fight anybody. Put them down there. Whatever. You'll fight it. You'll fight a a, a squirrel, a chipmunk, a a hyena. You'll fight anything. Well, yeah, yeah, man. I like to fight. I'm a fighter. I'm a fighter. I'm a fighter. And, um,. I don't know if that's true anymore. How about that? Not that I'm quitting. And I don't know if that's actually... It's too early to tell. What I'm here to tell you is Christmas Eve transformed me. I have been transformed. Transformed. Born again, as some people like to use the word, although they would chastise me for being using their their precious born-again phrase in some heretical form, but it's nice. Born again, repent, turn around. Metanoia, I believe. Is that what that is? Metanoia is repent, I believe. Let me see. Metanoia. Metanoia, it's like the original word for repent in the Bible. It's a change one way, in one's way. Oh, jeez. Be so nice if I could read. Change in one's way of life resulting from penten- penitence or spiritual conversion. Those are two bigger words. How the hell are we going to change our ways if we can't read the freaking words? A spiritual conversion, ladies and gentlemen. That's what I think I had. I had a spiritual freaking conversion on Christmas Eve night. Christmas Eve night. Now, if you aren't aware, this is the second year I go out on Christmas Eve and camp out in solidarity for, I for mostly, I mean, it's, well, look, according to the book of Luke, okay, we don't. We can get into the differences between the book of Luke and the book of Matthew, but most Protestants tend to like the book of Luke. That plays well into my narrative, so there it is. The book of Luke 
is the 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 version of Jesus's birth. The Luke and Matthew were the only two people to talk about Jesus's birth. Okay, out of the Gospels, what are there? Five Gospels. It's just Matthew, Mar- Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Four Gospels: Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Yeah. For some reason. Mark and John were like, I don't like to get involved in all that dirty stuff. What goes on? What what goes on in Bethlehem stays in Bethlehem. That's what John and Mark say. (laughs) That's what they say. So anyways, but but, uh, um, there's distinct differences of how Matthew plays the birth and how Luke plays the birth. But what you got to know is, you Protestants, you Protestants like the book of Luke. You like the book of Luke. You like the one. You know it. There was no room at the inn. No room at the inn. That's what you guys go with. That's not how the book of Matthew goes. Actually born in a house. <laughs> in Matthew. But hey, you pick the stories, I just roll with them, okay? You like the one where they're in a freaking barn, and you, but you, you doll it up. You call that slop trough that God was born in a manger. He was born in a manger. Bull fucking shit. He was born in a fucking slop trough animals eat out of. And then they take these pretty pictures. They're like, oh, but it was cute and it was full of straw. Fuck no, man. It was full of rotten food. You know it. They probably gunked it out. They took that They took that, that newborn baby and just threw it in there. And like, good enough. I'm going to bed. I'm exhausted. And Joseph was like, that angel came to me. I'm all screwed up in the head. I can't even right now. I can't even. And then Mary's like, but it's Christmas. <laughs> I was working that joke in my head. It wasn't Christmas. They didn't even have Christmas back then. See? Oh, these jokes. They crack me up. Crack me up. Anyways. Um, <laughs> so, <coughs> it turns out, funny story, uh, Mary... The mother of God, the mother of God, okay, God, not, not like the mother of Zeus, that's a stupid mom, the mother of Poseidon, stupid God, the mother of God, because you guys all are just like one God, the God, all the other gods are bullshit, the mother of God, God, could not get a room at the inn. Can you just let that sink in? She was between the ages of 12 and 14. 12 and 14, she was unwed. She was betrothed. What does betrothed mean? I don't know. Definition of betrothed. Here's the, the definition of betrothed. The person to whom Shut one is up, engaged. Shut up, Google. Shh. I turned you off. Betrothed. They were engaged. They were not married. 12 to 14-year-old Mary 
pregnant. Now, I'm not talking just a little pregnant. I'm talking all the way pregnant. Super pregnant. The pregnantest of pregnant. She must have looked like a freaking watermelon on stilts. She was so pregnant. I don't know. Is that offensive? I don't, I'm trying to get across how pregnant she was. You know how pregnant she was? She gave birth. She gave birth. That's how pregnant. She gave birth. <laughs> According to Luke, in a barn. In a barn, because no room at the end. No room at the end. Now, eh, nobody seems to feel too guilty about that, you know? I don't hear anybody being like, man, that was kind of screwed up, man. God, man, God was born in a barn. And then they couldn't even bring him any Better know than all they gave them. They, they were like, they, nobody came to help. Nobody came to bring a crib, to bring a bed. They're just Mary and Joseph, who is not the dad, who is not the dad, are like, well, what do we got around here? Well, uh, yeah. There's this thing here people eat, the, the animals eat out. Perfect. We'll put them in there. We'll put them in there. The slop trough. God was born in a barn, which you would think would be embarrassing enough, but no, it gets better. We store him in a food trough. Now, we, okay. All right, let's let's get a picture of a manger. Picture of a manger. Okay. Now, I just want to show you the bullshit that is this. Okay? Bullshit, bullshit, fucking bullshit. It was not this pretty. Look at what they're doing to this. They're like, but it was so nice. It was cute. I would give birth in a barn in a fucking slop trough. Look at it. The sun shone down on it because God was like, oh, isn't that sweet? My fucking son, my only son was born in a goddamn barn. How precious is that? Says God, who may I say was kind of a dick at the time. That fucker, <laughs> he'll drown the whole fucking human race because he's pissed off. But somehow he's cool with his son being born in a fucking slob trough. I don't know. Maybe he went to therapy. I'm not sure what happened to God. I'm not sure, but this is fucking a lie. Fuck this picture. Fuck all this bullshit. But there's lamb, he says. Yeah, there's fucking lambs because it's a fucking barn. See, this is revisionist history. This is bullshit, bullshit, and more bullshit. You want to see what a fucking manger of the time looked like? I can't even find one. Where is it? It's, it's made out of stone. Uh, this, like, there. A, a manger in biblical times. Here's one. There. They fucking took a rock and carved that shit out and threw food in it. Okay? 
says here, can you identify the object in the above paragraph? It's a manger, like the one our Savior was placed in as a baby. Luke tells us that Mary brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger. And there's no room for them at the inn. How do they make that sound so fucking charming? Can you understand? She was homeless. Do you understand? A 12 to 14 year old unwed girl. I'm just going to say a girl. Unwed. What kind of. Okay. 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 Let me ask you this. How do you think 14 and 15 year old. Unwed girls or pregnant get treated in the world right now. Do we love them and cherish them and give them sweet kisses and happiness? And no, the whole country judges and scorns them. So much so we made a fucking show about it. Teen mom. I watch this bullshit. I fucking watch it. I do. Fucking teen mom. This is one of those shows, okay? Look, look. You know why people watch this show. To judge these girls. The same why they watch Jersey Shore. To judge Italian people. The same reason they watch uh, uh, Cops on Saturdays. To judge people. They don't watch this shit to feel like, oh my God, you know what I need to do? I need to love teen moms more. No. They come and they judge these people. That is who we are as a people. Judgers. So do you think it was any different back then? Oh, but Sage, we used to fuck 12 and 14-year-olds, and it was fine back then. It was a different time. Fuck, we also stoned people. Let me just see. Let me look it up. Why did we stone women? Okay. Let's just call it lapidation. We just lapped them up a little bit with a fucking rock. It's a method of capital punishment where our groups throw stones at a person until they die of blood trauma. The Torah and the Talmud, the word of fucking God, prescribed stoning as punishment for a number of offenses. Over the centuries, rabbinic Judaism developed a number of procedural constraints which made these laws practically unenforceable. <laughs> They're going to keep it in the closet, though, just in case. Although stoning is not mentioned in the Quran, classical Islamic jurisprudence imposed stoning as a hard punishment for certain forms of illicit, illicit sexual intercourse. Who do you think believed Mary was carrying God's baby? You think everybody was like that? You think they were walking around being like, oh my God, it's a 12-year-old with God's baby. Don't you think they saw right through that bullshit and they're like, oh, shut up, girl. You fucking knocked up that Roman soldier I saw you canoodling with. I saw it. Punishment for certain forms of illicit Sexual intercourse on the basis of hadith, saying an action is attributed to Islamic prophet Muhammad. Uh, stoning appears to have been the standard method for capital punishment in ancient Israel. Used the uh, test in the early Christian era, but Jews, Jewish court generally avoided stoning in later times. Generally, generally, 
Okay, uh, hold on. Yeah, this is getting along. I need, uh, why, are, why, why are they still being stoned? Oh, let's just see that shit. Uh, why do you think? Why do you think? Because of sex, of course. Because a woman has, hold on. Why were women stoned in biblical times? According to Wikipedia, stoning was presumably the standard form of capital punishment in ancient Israel. It is attested in the Old Testament as a punishment for blasphemy, idolatry and other crimes, in which the entire community pelted the offender with stones. Got it. Uh, I'm telling you, like, women got stoned, okay, for this kind of shit. All right? Um... I, why can't I find that? You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. I'm doing a show over here, Sparky. Hush up. It's a very popular show. Shh. Quiet on the set. Yeah. Shh. It's the downside to COVID. Dogs are in your office. Look. Don't you think... Being a 12 to 14-year-old girl that's eight months pregnant, you might come up with a story like, God impregnated me. And I'm here to tell you, most people would not believe you. you like, likely story, chick. We're going to go have to see the judge. We're going to have to see the judge. Says God cares much about, very much about the purity of his people. Strict punishment for sin during the times of the law helped deter people from adopting the impure practices of their pagan neighbors and rebelling against God. The wages of sin is death. And Israel was given a stern commandment to stay pure. You must purge the evil among you. That's what you must do. <sighs> so, look. You want to know why she was in the barn? Because they were judging her. They were judging her. Now, the general math is that was 2,021 years ago. Nothing has changed. Nothing. Nothing has changed. We get these frickin' right-to-lifers. All they care about is that fetus. You know that's true. Don't try and cover up that bullshit. Uh, you know that's true. They dump that, that, that woman is nothing other than a test tube for that fetus. That's all she is to them. And I hear you guys, oh, I care about them all. Bullshit. If you cared about them all, you would go and have a conversation with that young woman and you would find out why she is in the situation where she is thinking about having an abortion. You don't care. You don't care. Just save the, save the fetus. You are now a test tube for that fetus. And so help me God... You get rid of that fetus, you're going to jail. You're going to jail. 
Let's see what the penalty is. What's the penalty for having an illegal abortion? Uh, all right. Can you go to jail? Can you go to jail? Despite the size, abortion has always been a hot button issue. Pro life, uh, recently passed laws, are women, fetus. Uh, although these laws, they don't implement punishment for women who get one. Oh, interesting. Only those who provide an abortion can be charged with a felony. Oh, the women who get an abortion do not face any criminal civil penalties. The other states, okay, and that's how they're doing it in Texas right now. They're like, look, we won't come after the mom. We'll just come after everybody, including the Uber driver. Pretty clever. Pretty clever, uh, white Protestant. Pretty clever. Oh, we aren't, we aren't going to judge the mom. We're just going to take everyone around her that tried to help her and sue the shit out of them. I was having a conversation over on Next Door. I love Next Door now. This uh, woman, I know it was a woman because on Next Door you have to put in your name. I'm not, not. She was just a female. She said that woman that is the oxygen tank that stands beside Taco Bell has been pregnant for two years. How does that work? I'm reading into it. Sorry. But those are literally like her words. That woman has been pregnant for two years. It's a lie. And then I said, well, her name is Mandy. Have you ever gone to talk to her? And she said, I don't need to talk to her. I know what's going on there. Oh, you know what's going on. Well, thank God. Thank God you've got a, like, a, like some sort of telepathic connection with Mandy. You know what's going on. Doesn't even know her name. But she drives by enough to then go in public and bash that woman. Nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. You would think, wouldn't you think, that you'd be like, you know what we're not going to do? From now on, just as a symbol of remembrance of how our Lord and Savior, we kind of fucked right up the ass the very first day and made him be popped out in a fucking barn and then threw him in a slop trough. You know what we're not going to do? Ever let that shit happen again. Off the top of my head, I can think of three women. One who actually lived in a fucking mud hut that lived unsheltered, uncared for, other than a few volunteers until the day she was due to give birth. And may I say, 
even some of the do-gooders couldn't resist judging her. They would come to me. Now they won't anymore because now they'd be like, oh, well, Sage just, you know, puts all my shit out there on Facebook. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, look, I'm not going to call names, but I'm going to tell you what, those do-gooder Christians come to me and say, you know that girl, she should just get off the drugs and go get help. She should go get help. You know what she should do? There's help out there. She should go get help. Yeah, she should. She should do things. She should do this. She should do that. She should. Fuck you. Why don't you shut the fuck up and just keep bringing her shit? If you want to, if you want to judge somebody, why don't you judge yourself? Because you're a fucking dick. Because the food, even if you don't ask something directly from her, you're asking it in your head. She should do that. I'm just helping. I'm here to help. I can only do so much. And she should do. 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 Just fucking help. Shut up. And that's why my intro is what it is. Sage will fight squirrel. Sage will fight a muskrat. Get him a muskrat. He'll fight it. Fucking throw anything at Sage. He'll fucking fight it. He'll even fight mares. <laughs> well, yeah, look around. We haven't learned a goddamn thing in 22,000 years. Not one goddamn thing. There's veterans. Do you know I shelter a veteran for free? Now, I'm not telling you that because you can just say yet again how amazing I am. I wish you'd just stop that. You don't need to ever thank me for a thing. It's not because I'm trying to be anything. I'm not here for the thanks. The only reason I'm here is because the work needs to be done. That's it. I grind. I see a job and I do the job. Somebody stabbed a guy in my basement last night. He's not dead. But fuck, that pisses me off. You know why? Because I had an uns- I have. I work with the freaking. All the major um, 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 uh, 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 gangs in Akron. And we had an unspoken rule that that was protected ground. And now it's fucking not. Now it's tainted with blood. And I'm fucking pissed. Fucking pissed. You know that movie, uh, uh, John Wick? Where they fucking kill somebody in the hotel? Like that. You do not draw blood on our land. And yet it fucking happened. It fucking happened. So yeah, I'm pissed. I'm pissed. Pissed at all. Angry because nothing changes. You holier-than-thou, judgmental Christians can't even comprehend the most basic story 
of your belief system. Instead, all you do is judge those pregnant teen moms. Well, she should do that. She should do that. I try. I do what I can. I have. Blah, 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 blah. Shut up. Get to work. Shut up. Where in your Bible did you hear Jesus say, you know, they should do that. She should do that. No, he just fucking showed up and did the goddamn work. Showed up and did the work. Just shut up. Even in your head, shut up. That's why I'm angry. (laughs) Sage will fight a hyena. Ooh, do you think I could take a hyena? A naked hyena and a naked me. That would be bad news. I, I love thinking about that. I like thinking about what an average human could go to war with hand to hand and win. Naked, I think it's a bobcat. I think it's bobcat is the top of the line. Anything we could take. Otherwise, we're going to get the shit kicked out of us. Those fucking cats are going to, you know why they, do you know when a cat takes his back legs and goes with his back legs? He goes, do you know what he's doing? He's practicing his disemboweling technique. When was the last time you practiced your disemboweling technique? That house cat going to fuck you up, man. You naked with your house cat. You are fucked up, man. I'm not saying you couldn't take him, but you would, you would be sorry. You'd be sorry. You go to war with a house cat. Bobcat. I'm not sure. I'm not sure you live. <laughs> Two medium-sized terriers. You're fucked. That's it. You're over. It's over. You can't win that. Just curl up in a ball and accept your fate. Anyways. That's why my intro is Sage, I'll fight this. Sage, I'll fight that. But I refer you to exhibit A, metanoia, turn around, repent. I don't like the word repent. It has its judge all over. It's just got judgy juice all over that word. Hate the word repent. Turn around, spiritual conversion. So... What I'm going to tell you is, yes, I see all of those things, and I am not clouding my life and mind and perception of reality with some sort of Pollyanna, uh, rainbow-colored, gossamer bullshit veil. I get it. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm a changed man. Fuck, I'm out of tea, though. I don't, I can't promise you I'm not going to swear. I like swearing. But maybe I'll stop swearing. We'll see. I don't, I don't, I, I hate that about Christians too. They like, uh, 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 I, I, I talk about, I talk about the, 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 the horrendous, see, I'm, I see, I'm going to, it's going to take me some time, but I just got to tell you this. They, 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 I talk to them about the, the, the cruel, unbelievable, inhumane, 
fucking bullshit that is homelessness in the richest, most Christian country in the world. And you know what nine times out of 10 they say to me? Oh, Sage, that language. Oh, that language. I'm like, are you fucking me right now? I, I, are you fucking me right now? Didn't I just tell you about a veteran who had to get his toes cut off because he stiped outside last night in the fucking freezing cold and his, his toes got so frostbitten they had to cut him off? Didn't I fucking just say that? But well, you want to talk to me about my language? That's what concerns you in the world. Well, then, no, fuck yourself. See? See, I'm gonna, it's going to take some time. It's going to take some time. You're going to have to bear with me. But at my core, I have changed. And I'm going to tell you why I changed. I'm going to show you a little something, something. A little something, something. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Where is it? Okay. Right here. I'm going to play a little of this. Sign is backwards, Gary. Or you just sit in your chair. I got you all lined up in the chair. No, you leave it from left to right, brother. Yeah. Okay. This is, I don't know what time of night it is. It's probably eight or nine o'clock. It's on Christmas Eve. I had set up my camp. And I have to tell you, I was not looking forward to this. This is not camping, okay? Um, I camp. It was 50 degrees. I've camped many times in 50 degrees. 50 degrees is fine. There's nothing wrong with 50 degree camping. It's fine. But it's not camping because I am on the corner of West Market and Portage Path in a dangerous city. Guns, I witnessed a huge fight, a brawl between warring factions. Hand, hand fight. While I was sitting on this ground. It's unnerving out there. There are three constant threats to homeless people. The weather. The police. Because they can make you move at any time. And predators. That want your shit. Okay, watch this. Hi. As you leave this the re sign reads from left to right. I know, but you, maybe it looks right on the TV. If you look at the camera, you're not on the right hand side. You're on the right hand side. You look camera. backwards. Just like in the car. You look backwards. You're you're backwards. You look you look backwards. You, I don't even recognize. Gary said he was going to come and spend the night with me, and it changed everything. I was I look. I believe uh, for, for the week before this event, I had a hard time uh, concentrating. I was worried about it. I was stressed out about it. My wife literally cried as I walked out the door that night because it's fucking dangerous. You. My friend Gary Mikes is Hello, joining me tonight. Yeah, um, whenever you do a vlog in the car, it's backwards, you're sitting in Gary Mikes spent two or three, I can't remember, two or three winners in our tent village. Gary Mikes has multiple felonies. He's taller than me, which is unnerving. Nobody's taller than me. And Gary Mikes is a dear friend of mine. I know. Why? Because the camera's facing. Well, why can't it be smart enough to do it right? So I got a story to tell you. Okay. So, I 
was absolutely positively not looking forward to doing this tonight. I was scared. You're vulnerable out here. You know what it's like being in a tent out in the woods alone. Uh, it doesn't matter how big you are. When you're asleep, you're asleep and you can get jumped. My, um, I had a hard time concentrating all week because I was thinking about it. I was thinking about my supplies. Uh, do you know that a guy four days ago, a homeless guy got stabbed and beat multiple times on Main Street? That story was weighing on me. Literally, I'd say that's maybe four or five blocks from where I am. At about one o'clock at night, a homeless guy sleeping on the streets of Akron got stabbed multiple times and beat severely with broken bones because it was a robbery. They just shook him down. Sleeping. Sleeping. Throats being sliced. Yes. People being jumped, hit with bricks, the tents being burnt down. Yes. That's what's happening right here. That's it. Did you hear that? Tents being burnt down. They burn your tent while you're sleeping in it. It's no joke. In and the bad thing about it is, it's not just the bad people in the streets that are harassing these homeless people. Yeah. The city is too. Well, that's the thing. One of the things... So that's what makes it even more terrifying, is that... Not only do you have this, these deadly predators that if they kill you, they're not going to get caught. You're out there by yourself. There's no cameras. They can murder you in your tent. They'll never get caught. And then they got your phone or their wallet or whatever they got. But if it's not enough, the city is coming after you too. Things that I want people to know is I think there are three main right, threats. They got guns. And then the police the third have guns. Are just the people out here. To the homeless people. And, you know, some people don't see that. You know, they look at, this is crazy Sage. Well, right. You know what? Sage is actually doing something about it. What are you guys doing? You're sitting at home, you know. And, and, and look, my friend Jane, okay, a couple things. My You said, hey, okay. when you said, hey, Sage, I'm going to come over. All the fear left. As soon as he said, he said these words. Sage, I'm going to come over and spend the night with you. It washed all the fear away. I'm like, holy cow, my friend Gary's going to be here. And that is what humanity is about, you is know, having each other's back. Yeah, you that changed me. Now, this wasn't the only transformation I had that night, but it made me realize I was scared because I was alone. I went out there by myself and I'm alone. It's like that Bobcat Badger idea. Look, one person is gonna get really beat up by a, a very small animal, a raccoon, a possum, but two people working together, don't you see how amazing that is? We take it for granted, but we work together so well, and mostly I think it's because of our communication abilities. As I'm being attacked by a badger, I could be like, Gary, get a stick! 
And hopefully, instead of Gary laughing at me, which he probably would do, he would still get a stick. (laughs) And he would joke about me getting murdered by a badger mercilessly. But while he's laughing at me, he would help me. Do you understand? Do you understand? I didn't understand. Leave your friends in awkward situations where they feel like they're in harm's way either. Yeah. Um, I live many years homeless, and I even lived in Tent City where, yeah, you, lived you know, in a Second tent? Chance Village as the maintenance man for over two and a half years. Yeah. Um, you know, brother, you can never, ever be prepared for these hazards and these dangers that are out here. You can't. It doesn't matter how long you've done it. You are always going to be uneasy in this circumstance. I don't care how many years you've had. It doesn't matter how strong you each, are. Each situation is a different situation. You understand what I'm yes. saying? They all don't just, it ain't the same. Okay, this group of people is going to, oh, he just came up and he showed me a knife. Next yeah. one might show you a gun. The next one might show you four, four or five dudes. Yeah, um, like, yeah. You when you're sleeping, when your back's turned. They'll light every, up your tent. They'll burn down your tent. Yeah, burn down your tent. Um, steal your clothes. I was actually absolutely giddy at this point that's why i popped that diet coke i my i'm telling you i went from being worried and afraid and depressed that i was out there to being thrilled and just blissful yeah um sage you had some things out here like portable charges cameras right um propane tank yeah um this is stuff of value. This uh, is stuff people want. Uh, I don't care if we're in West Akron. Akron no. is a dangerous city. Yeah. There's yeah. a guy that knows. Okay? This isn't a guy that just theoretically knows. He's lived on these streets. Uh, I've seen Record it murders. many times. And, you know, people don't realize that they're in the comfort of their home behind their ADT system with 911 on speed dial. Yeah, man. You don't have a phone out there. Most homeless people have no form of communication. So imagine that. Not only are you alone physically, there are no more pay phones. In the middle of the night, all the stores are closed. You can't walk in anywhere. There was nothing open on Christmas Eve. By this time, everything was closed. Walgreens was closed. All the restaurants had never opened because it was Christmas Eve. Where, how are you going, what are you going to do when you get jumped? You have no ID, you have no phone, and no one's got your back. I here don't have that. They don't have it. And you can feel it. When you're out here... You feel it. And again, I made this statement on here, and I'm not saying, I'm not pretending that I am homeless in here. I'm just making, mostly I'm making a a, a statement about the fact that Jesus was born homeless and Mary, the, the mother of God, had to give birth to God in a homeless situation, and we apparently haven't learned our lesson. That's why I'm out there. But I feel these feelings. I know the fear of being out on that street. And when I, I'm telling you, there's a lot of people that live out on these streets alone. The guy that got stabbed multiple times, trying to sleep on Main Street alone, got jumped. 
Broken bones. Just trying to sleep. Stabbed multiple times. How about the old man got shot in the head? The old man got shot in the head in Grace Park. Grace Park. Grace Park. Old man shot. I stepped by mistake in his blood. It was a pool of blood. They didn't even wash it up. They, they, didn't didn't even wa they didn't even wash it up. They literally took the guy away, threw a little bit of straw over it. They did not wash up the man's blood. I didn't mean to step in it. I just, I didn't know that there was a pool, but my foot sunk in his blood. Wash it up. It literally, it wasn't just like, it. my foot sunk in it. That, black people, gay, gay people. All right, look. That moment transformed me. And then if it wasn't enough, This is approximately a thousand dollars. It's just under a thousand dollars, I think. Brought to me. People came out on Christmas Eve night with their families and brought me this. Now you would think, and you know what? I gotta just make a plug for this. These are these ones. I I mean, I hundred dollar bills make me happy. But when people bring me ones like this, a lot of times that's somebody that's struggling themselves. And though those kinds of donations break my heart of just beauty. It's just beauty. I had a woman once give me a dollar. She was living in our tent city. She's like, all I have is this one dollar and I want to give it to you for your electric bill. Blows my mind. And then I never was able to collect all that I got. The money was actually the small thing. The amount of sleeping bags and tarps and uh, tents filled my entire truck inside and out. Full size bed pickup truck. Gary's car, and Reverend Beatty. Now, let me talk a minute about Reverend Beatty. John Beatty. John Beatty is this man right here. He just turned 83 years old. 83 years old. And he came and spent the night in our tent, which incidentally he gave an F minus worst tent ever. <laughs> I was trying a, I was trying an ice fishing tent. I haven't given up on it, but it was a nightmare, a nightmare. Poor Reverend Beatty couldn't get any sleep that night. Why? Because he had to hold an umbrella over his body. There was so much rain in that tent. I never. 83 years old. He called his brother in the tent and he says, I forget his brother's name. He said, you know, let's just call him Mark. He's like, Mark, you're never going to guess where I am. And he's like, his brother lives in Indianapolis or something. 
He says, I'm sleeping in a tent like Jesus. He's a reverend. I'm sleeping in a tent like Jesus. He was so happy. The feeling of love and kindness and connection this man was having at 83 years old shattered my view of the world. Here I am on the corner of West Market and Portage Path where many crimes happen, many crimes. I lived in Highland Square. It's, it's a dangerous place. Tell you a quick story. My neighbor, you know, like we do, burying her, their cat in their backyard at midnight. You know, normal stuff. Okay. They get jacked. These kids come, find these people, burying their cat in their backyard, put them in their car, and take them to the ATM where they had to empty their ATM. That happened in my neighborhood. Okay? Murders happened in my neighborhood. It's a dangerous community. Reverend Beatty came out and spent the entire night. He didn't have to spend the entire night Hold an umbrella. Blew my mind. And then there's just you. Now we get to you. I had a family come out and say, my kids asked instead of going to midnight mass, if we could come and see you. <laughs> I'm like, really? Because I'm sleeping. You're, you're kind of late. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to stay up later. I felt, honest to God, like I was being reversed mugged. I went to bed at 10. I would be trying to sleep, dozing off. I don't care if I get rained on. I don't care about Reverend Beatty and his umbrella. What I, and I didn't ask that guy to come over there. Anyway, sleep to do. Santa Claus is coming in the morning. Ho, ho, ho. I'd be trying to sleep, and somebody would be like, Sage, are you there? And I'm like, yeah. I got some money for you. Five minutes later. Sage, you there? I got some tents for you. It happened like that early on at 6, 7, and 8 o'clock. It was overwhelming. I literally couldn't keep up with it. I am here to tell you, you transformed me. Now, I can't promise you the world is ever going to change. There are going to be greedy, powerful people. Greedy people become powerful so they can 
try to satiate their greed, of which they never can do. But they will use you to make themselves more rich and more powerful. And they are loud and they are mighty. They push us around constantly. The laws of society are in place for the rich and powerful. Now, I'm not trying to diss rich people. Rich people, that's not, I, let me, rich is not have what to do with it. The greedy and the ruling class, which are usually greedy people. The ruling class are the, uh, um, the power mongers. And then the power mongers with the money mongers. Being rich does not make you one of those people. I know many rich people who are being abused brutally by the system. But they use us. And they work together. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. They work together to make laws to benefit them. I found out that one of the leading industries in America is insurance. That's why we have these, this nightmare insurance fiasco, this health insurance fiasco in America. It makes huge money. That's not changing. There's no way in hell we're going to go to a single-payer system. There's too much money in it. And the money people push around the politicians. The politicians are just interns. They're just there for a little while. <laughs> the money people stay for generations. But the interns, the politicians, they want to be those for while they can because they, they, they're into that. And so they team up and use us and abuse us and oppress us and murder us and torture us, use us for their scientific experiments like in Tuskegee. And then they use people in other countries to, uh, as slaves, literal slaves, to shell our shrimp and uh, collect our uh, chocolate. And then we become complicit. But I am here to tell you, I know without a shadow of a doubt, without one iota of doubt, of disbelief, that the vast, the vast, probably 99% of you are good. Are good. You are kind. You are generous. You are thoughtful. You are loving. Now, I'm not saying you don't have some work to do in your life. I'm not saying you don't have mental illness and addictions and a lot of mental illness and trauma and 
uh, the residue of a of a of a bad family situation, uh, the residue of a bad social positioning. So yeah, you screw up. I screw up. God said that, right? I mean, that's what Jesus was all about. He's like, look, man, you're not, you're going to fail. It's not about that. It's not about you becoming perfect and then I'll let you in. You're in. You're wonderful. You're in. (laughs) At the core, at your core, you are glorious. You are the image of God. There is no mistake about that. You are the image of God. And because of that, you become God. You become the hand of God, the body of God. And I see it. I see it all the time. But on Christmas Eve night, you poured it on me so hard and so fast and so overwhelmingly that you transformed me. You showed me the love of God. And I'm not... I'm not giving the credit to anybody. I'm not giving the credit... To you because you're a special person. I'm not giving it to God because God's so amazing. The universe is built on love and kindness. Do you know when I put up a post about politics, my clever, clever memes that I spend all this time on, you hardly ever, you know, making fun of Dan Horgan. You almost never vote those up. But I put up a post about a a dog or somebody doing well or somebody doing good and the engagement just heaps on. You know you're good. You feel the good. When you see good, you love it because it's in you. You don't believe it all the time. You don't think you're good. You think you're bad. You're ashamed of yourself. You're embarrassed by yourself. You think you're a piece of shit. I get it. I do too. But you're not. (laughs) You have this spirit in you, this consciousness at your soul, at your core. I don't know where you find it. Of radiating love and hope and compassion, and belief. And I see it in you like a shining beam of like a spotlight. You are so filled with beauty and love and hope, I can hardly look at you without looking down because you are so wonderful. You are the image of God. And God 
for lack of a better word, I'm not trying to get all Christian-y. I'm not trying to do that. If anything, I like, I like, I like what I like to call it magical thinking. This magical thinking shows me that everything is based in goodness and hope and love. And I see it. I see it. You are it. You manifest it. You live it every single day of your life. And that is where I'm going to be focusing in 2022. I love you. I love you. I will see you later. Thank you for listening to Sage and the Houseless Movement, a weekly show dedicated to the news and views of the homeless locally and worldwide.